Teen Time Presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand. Welcome back to the Teen Time Science Blog. I'm Neil Chase. This week, I thought I'd take a look back at some of the issues in the science world that I've covered in the blog over the last 12 months. One of the stories that kept coming up in 2010 was that a new planet had been discovered around some distant star. It wasn't long ago that we couldn't be sure if there were any planets around other star systems, but hardly a month went by in 2010 without the announcement of another planet found in another solar system. Of course, that still doesn't mean that the universe is teeming with life as we know it, but it would be pretty unlikely that we were alone with all those newly discovered other planets that could probably harbour life. We also discovered that there was water on the moon, not a massive quantity, but it isn't the dry desert that we had previously thought. There are many wonders of the human body, but many mysteries remain too. One puzzle that many scientists discussed this year was about fingerprints. It seems that we all do have different fingerprints, but nobody could decide why. It makes crime-fighting easier, but human evolution is not about catching criminals. So fingerprints are still a puzzle at the end of the year. Advances in electronics continued throughout 2010, and in computing terms, semiconductors and transistors got smaller, processors got more powerful, commercial hard drives were available in two or three terabyte sizes, and 2011 holds the promise of using light instead of electrons in running processes. So in general, technology had a really good year. But one area where computers are still not smart enough is in understanding language as we do. Speech recognition software is still primitive, and the idea of talking to your computer as you would to a friend is a long way off. So, for the time being, we'll still have to use touch screens or keyboards. No change then this year. There are still many things in science and nature that we simply can't do anything about, too. There was the devastating earthquake in Haiti back in January, which came without warning, causing huge damage, injury and loss of life. Although we are getting slightly better at predicting when quakes will happen, after decades of research, we still can't say for sure when or where that big earthquake will happen. Volcanoes will still erupt too, like the big one in Iceland earlier this year that disrupted air travel around Europe for weeks. The huge oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico was the biggest environmental news in the summer, and the images of millions of barrels of oil spilling out of an underwater rig made most of us feel totally helpless. The oil spill was eventually stopped, but cleaning up the area will be ongoing for a long time. Many people lost their livelihoods, and the long-term effects of the spill on marine life are still unknown. It wasn't great news for other marine life either. The International Whaling Commission was undecided about whether to resume commercial whaling, and although most experts say that the bluefin tuna is in line for extinction, we still hunt it.
If fusion power became any closer in 2010, it was only a tiny step forward. The dream of cheap, limitless power generated in the same way as the sun remains only a distant possibility, as we still haven't perfected the way of creating significantly more energy from the reaction than we put in to make it happen. Research continued at several facilities around the world, but there were no mind-blowing announcements of overwhelming success. This year, some scientists raised the question of whether we should actually be printing more books than we are now. The e-reader became widespread in 2010, and so electronic versions of books are widely available, perhaps signalling the end of physical books in the next few years. But what if there was some global catastrophe and all electronic storage was wiped out, perhaps with the human race too? Anybody finding the ashes of our civilization in the future wouldn't be able to see electronic records and could only rely on physical items to retrace our history. So maybe we should be printing more books for posterity, just in case. But there was good news from 2010. The first commercial electric cars came off the production line in some countries, and wind power became much more popular as a green source of energy. The contraceptive pill was 50 years old this year, as was the laser, and without the laser we'd have no CDs, DVDs or easy checkouts in supermarkets. It was also 25 years since the first dot-com internet name appeared and 10 years since man inhabited the International Space Station for the first time. So I'm sure there will be many more milestones to celebrate in 2011, along with who knows what discoveries. And that is one of the most amazing things in the science world. You never quite know what will be discovered next. I'm Neil Chase and I'll be back with a special science blog next week on time. Just in time for the new year. But in the meantime, Merry Christmas. Teen Time presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand.